Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. And my name is Jeff Figgs, the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in cold northern Colorado. And I'm with you in studio broadcasting from Grace FM Radio Network. So blessed to be with you, Grace FM, two stations in Colorado and up into southern Wyoming, southern Colorado, 101.7 in Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Fountain, and then also northern Colorado, huge signal uh, from uh, the uh, suburbs of Denver all the way up through the Front Range, Longmont, Boulder, Greeley into southern Wyoming. Welcome, everyone. I am broadcasting live today on Monday, the 6th of February. So blessed to be with you. And so I hope that you would consider calling in that number you just heard. Calvary Live is the number, uh, uh, the program where you can uh, call on the number that was just given to you, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number, to ask questions about the Bible or Christian living, or what's our worldview and the things that are going on around us. Uh, I think that there can be a lot of confusion sometimes when the world is changing so quickly, and uh, there's so much information that's out there. There There's so many voices that are out there, and we want to hear the voice of the Lord. We want to go to the Scriptures, and so I invite you to call in. Again, we have all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. You can get on the air with me and ask your questions. And also, we're here to pray for you and with you. Uh, You perhaps just uh, need prayer, or maybe you want to pray for somebody that is on your heart, and we want you to call. And we can pray with you and for you during this hour. We also got another way for you to be able to contact us, um, and that's through a dedicated text line with your questions or your prayer request, and that is 720-336-0897. So, so glad to be with you. Always a blessing as we start another uh, work week on this Monday, and we continue through the year and through the season and, and through this winter. Uh, I was thinking about this reading in Acts chapter 2. Uh, when we come off a of Sunday, uh, it, it's amazing how God we we can go to church, we can be in fellowship as pastors. We see God working on Sunday in the services, and uh, it is glorious. It's wonderful to see that. Um, but God doesn't stop working when we all go home on Sunday. He continues the work. He's continuing ministering. And I think about what is given to us in Acts chapter 2, that chapter, of course, when the church was born, and uh, amazing uh, time, 3,000 got saved uh, on that time that uh, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples in that upper room, and then Peter got up and preached powerfully and persuasively, giving the gospel, and then 3,000 got saved, but the church continued to grow. And it says that they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread, 
from house to house, and they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. God is working daily, and he works on Monday, and he works on Tuesday, and he's working on Wednesday, and perhaps maybe today uh, salvation will come through this program. And uh, God wants to work in our lives, and it's not just on Sunday, but every day uh, he's adding to the church as we are here to proclaim the gospel and to give the truth of God's word. Give me a call. I'll open lines and love to talk with you and, and just uh, be able to pray with you. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897 for texting your question and your prayer request. I want to welcome all those who also are uh, listening live uh, on the Radio by Grace uh, Network. I believe 77 stations throughout the nation. Uh, so glad that you guys are part of our Calvary live family. Give me a call. Love to hear from you wherever you're at. And also those of you who are listening uh, on the, perhaps the app uh, or maybe the website, uh, give me a call as you're listening live, as you have tuned in to Grace FM in uh, that way. So you too can call anywhere in the nation at that number I just gave to you. And then those of you who are a week delayed, you can call me, talk with me, and then it will air on your radio network if it's Hope FM or Truth FM or Higher Rock. And so I'd love to hear from you guys on the East Coast and uh, up in Idaho, wherever you're at. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Give me a call. I'd love to talk with you. And in the meantime, we're going to go to Nebraska, I believe, Bellevue, Nebraska. Ricky? Ricky? Yes. Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You um, bet. I just got a—I mean, well, first, sorry, I, I texted a prayer request, but I felt like I had to call. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to compose myself a little bit here, but I'm okay. struggling. I'm struggling with addiction to alcohol and mm. a bad mental attitude. Um, right. Self-sabotaging my life, um, self-sabotaging me being a father— self-sabotaging my relationship with the one girl that I mm-hmm. want to be with and that I love more than anything in the world and want to marry. And I want to, I want to get my life back on track with, with God's plan. And right. I'm, I'm struggling with it because I don't feel good enough and right. I can't rid myself of it. Yeah. And it's and it's it's very difficult, and I can understand why you're emotional, Ricky, because it just seems like it's one. It, you know, you peel off a layer and an onion. There's other layers underneath it, and you know, with the addiction, it just snowballs in so many different areas of our lives. But I want to give you some encouragement, okay? I want to give you some hope. There's always hope in the Lord, and He's the one that yeah. can free you. He's the one that can free you from addiction. And you said you want to get on track with God's plan for your life, and he wants to help you. That's what his desire is as well. He He doesn't want you to continue down this road of addiction and of bondage and um, just, um, you know, uh, feeling the, the struggling and being downcast. That's what the enemy wants, but not the Lord. So I want to pray for you, and I want you to know this. 
that it is God that works in us both the will and to do of his good pleasures. And so he's put the will in your heart. There's a will that is there. But now we're going to pray that he'll give you the power to do it as you yield to him. And there's some practical things for you to do as you say, Lord, this is what I want. I don't want to continue down this road of addiction. I, I want to be the father you called me to be. I want to um, you know, be able to move forward in the things that you have for me to be free. And listen, you're in Christ that there is freedom there. There is freedom as we know that you can yield your body over as an instrument of righteousness, as Paul would write in Romans chapter 6, reckon it to be so. And so you, you know, get those things out of your home that cause you to stumble. You get around the brethren. You, you get around those who are going to build you up and help you, and you seek the Lord, and you you continue to put the Word of God into your heart and into your mind and you be listening to praise music. You, you know, hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And I know that addiction can have a very strong hold on you, but there's a stronger one. Jesus would speak of that. There's a stronger one to bind up those addictions and to free you. And there's always hope in Christ. He wants to do that work in you and to bring you into that forgiveness, to bring you into that restoration, to help you be the man of God that that he wants you to be, and he does. He wants you to be a man of God that is living for him and walking with him and and just living in the freedom that he has for you. You are free, um, you know, as you go to him. Uh, We have, uh, you know, the uh, forgiveness of sin, uh, and he, you know, went to the cross and has the power to forgive sin. He made that... um, work on the cross, make an atonement for us, but also he, he wants to be able to help you be free from sin and the power of sin in your life. And so, Father, I pray for my brother. I pray for Ricky. Help him. He's battling alcohol addiction, and Lord is snowballing. It's it just holding him in bondage that he would know right now that you want to do that work in freeing him. And Lord, take away the desires, take away the when it just overwhelms him, and Lord, that you would free him, that you would bring healing to him, and Lord, that you would help him to keep his eyes on you, to hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would do a miracle in his life, that he would move forward in what you have for him, that he would find himself around brethren that will pray for him and help him, that you would, Lord, just... um Help him to realize that that he can yield his body over as an instrument of righteousness as he lives in a newness of life and in freedom, freedom from sin, freedom to live for you. And and that's what you want him to do. So help him to move forward, um, to keep running this race um, that is set before him, to put aside every weight, hindrance, sin that can weigh him down, and Lord, fixing his eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And it's in Jesus' name that we just pray. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, Ricky, the Bible says, we're going over this in the ministry class, that what you are to do is you run your race and you're weary right now. You're weighed down. You're weighed down with um, those things that entangle us. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, the writer of Hebrews, he says something very, very important. And he goes on and he writes about how um, that we are to 
uh, lay aside every weight in the sin which ensnares us. It means it tangles us up. It weighs us down. It does us in. And run with endurance. How is it that you run with endurance? And that's what you're looking for. You know, you're trying to move forward in this, and you are to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You keep your heart and mind on him. Keep taking in the word of God. And I hope that you're around brothers, you know, in a church, in a local church there, that can help you and pray for you and minister to you and build you up. And you can be in a place uh, where you're receiving um, that edification and exhortation of the things of the Lord. And uh, if you don't have that, you need to have that. You need to have that. And it's not just for you, but everyone who's listening, uh, because we were talking on Sunday how the world's mean out there. The world will beat you up and the things of the world and we need each other. We need to be in the body of Christ to help find strength. And so that's my prayer for you. And Ricky, you call back when when the Lord's just working in your life or you need prayer, call back and keep in touch with us, okay? I absolutely will. Okay, Ricky, God bless you. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Thanks. God bless you as well. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. The Lord wants to work. He's the one that frees us. He wants us to to uh, be the men and women of God that is pursuing holiness and righteousness. And you know, He wants to bring that freedom. He wants to bring that healing and restoration. And and I just want to give hope to those who are feeling hopeless. And and we can. It may not be an addiction. It may be waiting on the Lord to work in a situation or in relationships or financially or health-wise, to look to the Lord. We can trust in Him and look to Him in every way. Hey, we got an open line. Grab one of those open lines. We're going to continue with the phone uh, calls coming in. 303-690-3000 is that number to get on the air with me to ask your questions, and I'd be happy to pray with you. We're going to go to Elizabeth, Colorado, with Joe. Hi, Hello. Joe. Hello, hi. How doing? are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, last week, I was listening to the station, mm-hmm. and I forget who it was that came on, but they said that the NIV version of the Bible is not a good version. That's where I do a lot of my studying, so can you help me with that? Well, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know. If, do you have your radio on? Because I'm getting a feedback on that. I got, okay. the, I got the computer on, but I can shut that off. Yeah, it somehow I'm getting some kind of feedback, so okay, is and it that might better? be on on it. No, I think so. Yep, that's better. Thank you. Can you still hear me, Joe? It's very well. Okay. Um, what some you know what the issue is, and like I said, I'm not a, a complete expert on translations, but. Usually what you have is like the New King James. When it came came to ancient documents, you have two classes of ancient documents. One is older than the other one. And the NIV comes from the older manuscripts um, that uh, are that the translation comes from. So um, sometimes people call and say, well, the NIV... Uh, is it a word for word? I, I believe that it is word for word when it comes to particularly the uh, revised uh, version of the NIV. Um, it is um, from uh, 
the electric text, um, the New Testament. Um, it takes the older uh, um, translation, and so some of the older translations, some of the verses have been omitted. So in if you have, for example, a certain Bible study, they will footnote that. The New King James comes from ancient manuscripts that there was a lot more text in that. So, um, you know, I have a good friend uh, who does the show uh, here on Fridays on Calvary Live, Nick Cady. He's done a lot of research, and we've talked about it. And he has uh, a lot of confidence in NIV. Matter of fact, he thinks that the NIV even is a better translation than the New King James. Now, you know, I use the New King James, so I think what I'm saying in short is is that they're both good translations, and you're fine reading the NIV. And uh, there is some uh, word change, changes, perhaps. There's so some uh, texts that are omitted, but that was from the older uh, uh, texts that they were translated from. But it doesn't change the context of the whole of Scripture or the meaning of the whole of Scripture. So I think you're fine in using the NIV. A lot of people do. I must have five or six different versions of the Bible, and I do a lot of cross-referencing, and yeah. I haven't I haven't discovered a problem with it. So what you're telling me is good. It makes me feel better. Yeah, and the New King James is from the Texas Receptus, and, you know, they're, they're, it's not as old as manuscripts. There were just more of it. So for me, after, you know, particularly talking to my good friend who's done a lot of study on it, uh, you know, the NIV is, is a good translation, and there are some who don't like it for whatever reason it is, um, but I believe it is a word-for-word, word, and I think that um, that it is a translation that a lot of people use and a lot of churches use, so I think you're you're okay. All right. Well, thank you for the information. You bet, Joe. God bless you. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. We got an open line. When somebody hangs up, you always know that there's an open line. So, But, you know, we do live in a day today. There's, you know, Bible programs where you can cross-reference, like Joe was saying, uh, the New King James, King James, um, and a Bible translation. People ask, which one should I use? Uh, use the one that you're most familiar with. And for me, I use the New King James Version. I've been reading it for 30 years, and I have verses that are memorized from the New King James. I've been teaching from it for uh, 30 years, um, and uh, so that's what I'm most familiar with. And uh, perhaps you have a version as well and, uh, that you can use. But, you know, there's ESV, there's there's other translations that you can look at, you can cross-reference, and it's good to have those resources for you as you do your Bible study. The main thing is study the Bible. I, I do not like the thought-for-thought translations and, and then the, you know, prayer phrase translations um, I do not like as well. So get a good word-for-word translation in your Bible study. So with that said, got an open line, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Atlanta. Leslie, how are you? Fine. First, I just want to say thank you so much because I listen to you all the time and I've learned so much. So that's the first thing I want to say. Thank you. My question is, 
is our death date and the cause of our death already pre-written by God, or do our actions indicate anything? Yeah, I, I, I think you're asking, you know, kind of a good question. You're speaking about the sovereignty of God, and I believe Moses, that he writes in Psalm 90, he says, teach us the number of days. Here's the thing to remember, that the Lord he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the day that we'll be born. And he also knows the day that, that our lives will end. So, yeah, I believe that he does have that. And, um, you know, the question comes, can we change that? Of course you can if you get outside of God's will. Um, but um, he knows the day that uh, our lives will come to an end because of his sovereignty and foreknowledge. And he knows the end from the beginning. And um, so I don't know if that's what you're looking for. Uh, yes, I believe so. I was just wondering, like, if uh, if someone dies by cancer or maybe a drunk driver, is that something that yeah. he has already decided that's the day and the cause of how we will die? Or do our actions kind of uh, premeditate that if we're doing something wrong? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's another good question again that you know, it's interesting that the Bible talks about in John's uh epistle, he talks about a sin that leads to death. And what is that? You know, what is that sin? Is it that somebody goes out and, you know, is drinking and gets killed in an accident? We know that that happens. Uh we've had that happen even with people in the church or they were killed by a drunk driver or uh whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, God allowed it. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, to, to go far, say that, well, he made it happen. I don't, you're talking about the sovereignty of God, but he allowed it. He knows those days. Um, if somebody, for example, commits suicide, um, you know, that's not the will of God, but, uh, he does know the end from the beginning. I, I, you know, when somebody gets sick and has cancer, one of the things that, that I've talked about with my wife, Sue, is, you know, as long as the Lord has us here and is using us, he's going to protect us, and he's going to put a covering over us um, until that time, and we don't know what that time is. And it's interesting, in life we we have timelines. Daniel speaks about, you know, the timeline um, of the scriptures in, in chapter 12. What's the timeline? What's going to happen in the end of days? And we can fill it out the day we're born, the day that we uh, graduate high school, the day we got married, the day that we had kids. There's one date that we don't have, and that is when we're going to go home to be with the Lord. And that's why I think it's important for us to know that every day we live for the Lord. And tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. It really isn't. We don't know that day. And, um, and the Lord could come for us tomorrow and to live every day for the Lord. So, you know, as you ask this question, you know, we we know the sovereignty of God. He knows the end from the beginning. But I think it gives urgency to, Lord, I don't want to waste any more days. I want to live for you, and I want to keep my eyes on you. And we're going to see the Lord one day. And John would write in that epistle that we see him, we will be like him. And he who has this hope purifies himself. And here's the thing, Leslie, that when we really live in the the 
just the the awareness of our lives are but a vapor that tomorrow isn't promised to us or the Lord could come back for us, that causes us to live in purity. We're, we are going to be ones that, you know, my Lord who died for me and loves me may come for me today, tomorrow, next week, next year. We don't know for sure, but he's numbered our days and life is but a vapor and we are to use every day for for him, for his good pleasures. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks, Leslie. 303 690 the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. We don't know when our time is up. And, you know, everything does filter through the loving hands of our Lord. And we don't understand everything. We don't understand everything that has gone on. And here at, you know, our fellowship, we've had um, a number of people, even in the last six months, that uh, their lives came to an end um, and a car accident um, or um, something else happened unexpectedly uh, came to an end. And we just, we got to commit those things to the Lord and to understand this, that every day is a gift from the Lord. It really is and to use those days to the fullest for him, for his glory. And and maybe this is just an encouragement for all of us uh, here today that don't waste the days that are ahead for us. And maybe the Lord's been prompting on your heart to, hey, I want you to move forward in the things of, of growing in faith and uh, being the man, the woman he wants you to be. Uh, maybe he has something for you to do. And we don't want to go through life making excuses. We want to invest the things that the Lord has given to us. And we want to move forward in the things of the Lord uh, because life is but a vapor and no more excuses. You know, it's time to for us as Christians, all of us, to say, hey, I want to live each and every day for you, Lord, to bring glory to you. And um, I know that the race is hard and the race um, is difficult and um, there are things that we have to work through and seasons that are very hard and difficult. But know this, that life is short and live for him. Don't just live for the world. Um, live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, hope that's an encouragement to somebody. 303-690-3000 the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to, to Aurora, where Greg's on the line. Hi, Greg. Hello. Hello, Jeff. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Good. So, um, yeah, I just had a question. Um, you know, as a believer, you know, we're, we're stirred up to uh, evangelize somewhat to try to, you know, see that people are saved. And I know, I, I believe Calvary holds Greg Laurie in pretty high esteem. And mm-hmm. I see this commercial late at, at night. Uh, for him, I don't think he's selling a book. I think he's giving a book away. But he basically just says that if you just say these words, that you're saved, and it's like two or three seconds long, boom, 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 then you're saved. It's uh, it just seems I don't know. Uh, to me, there's a thing they call it the sinner's prayer, where you confess that you're a sinner and that you deserve to go to hell and be separated from God forever, but 
um, you believe Jesus died for your sins and paid for all of them, and that you confess with your mouth he's your Lord and Savior, that he rose from the dead and paid for all of our sins with his death and resurrection, um, you know, and that that's that's kind of the gist of it. There's no formula to it, but I just hear that commercial, and it's like two seconds long, and I'm like, wow, that doesn't seem, almost seems like false teaching. Anyway, I don't know if that's a question or not. Maybe you can just address what I'm talking about. Yeah, Greg, stay on the line. We'll talk about it, because I think it's something important that you're talking about, and, and we'll talk about it after the break. It's the only break of the show, so hang on, and then we'll get back to the phone lines but grab one of those phone lines, too. We got an open line, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you on this Monday afternoon, evening, wherever you're at, and love to be able to talk with you. We got full lines right now, but as we continue with the show, uh, you can call when somebody hangs up and we'll go through the phone lines and uh, the phone calls and talking with you. So welcome. So glad that you're wanting to participate in asking questions or your prayer requests. And that number, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and the text line 720-336-0897 if you want to text a prayer request. I want to remind you that that is a 24-7 prayer line. Uh, as we have time to fill in during the show, we use it. Uh, but you can text in a prayer request anytime, uh, day or night, and there will be those, the prayer team, and the pastoral staff at Calvary Church in Aurora that will be praying for you. And uh, so just like to be able to um, remind you of that. Before the break, we were talking with Greg, and Greg was going to hang on. Greg, you still there? Yes. You know, you're asking a good question and just a couple thoughts and considerations because uh, sometimes people will come along and say, well, you just can't say a prayer and you're saved. It isn't a prayer that saves you, right? It's faith that saves you. And it's interesting, as you look at the Gospels, that remember the woman that came in in Luke chapter 7 and fell at the feet of Jesus and was worshiping him and and, and crying and, and washing his feet with her tears and drying them with her hair. And Jesus looked at her and said, Your sins, which are many, are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. We know that the man that was uh, born blind and Jesus would rub mud in his eyes and tell him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. And he comes back and finds him and says, do you believe that I'm the son of God? And he said, yes. And and so salvation would come to him. So we don't want to make it complicated because there are those who will come along and say, well, you just can't say a prayer. You just can't say a prayer and be saved. But, you know, it's faith that saves us, and that's the key that we need to remember. And you said that if we confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so with the mouth, it's just confessing what is in our hearts. I think people, the key, too, is they need to understand the gospel, the good news. 
And I've heard Greg Laurie say this, which is true, that you got to understand the bad news before you know the good news. And the bad news is, is that, you know, we're all sinners and the wages of sin is death. So every service, in most every service, just about every service or opportunity that I have, I give the gospel behind the pulpit. I want people to have the opportunity to come to Christ. But one of the things that I do is I want them to understand this in, in me in presenting the gospel that we've all sinned and the wages of sin is death. And that's why Jesus came. That is an important message of the good news is Jesus came to take care of the sin problem. He came because of his love for us. And the Son of God who came and died for our sins and made atonement for our sins cried out from the cross, it is finished. He did the work. He paid the price, was put into a tomb, and rose again after three days. And as we come in faith, we are, the Bible speaks of repentance. You know, we are to repent, and we are to turn to Jesus and call out to him. And repentance has the idea of of turning the other direction, turning direction and turning to Jesus. Repent from your sins, repent from living for yourself, and that is part of the gospel message, and that's part of the message of Jesus. He said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So those are the things that, as I give the gospel, the good news, that I want people to understand that there's a process you know, of repentance, of realizing my need for the Savior of the world, and that I need to come to Christ for forgiveness, and he is my salvation and to come in faith. But I don't want to complicate it either, because there are those who say, that I've heard say in a few instances that you kind of got to clean up your act before you come to Christ. No, you come. And the invitation is always to come, come as you are. And then as you are born again by the spirit of God, then he'll do that sanctification work in you. So that's, that's what I see from scripture. I want people to understand why Jesus came. And, and I do hear sometimes those who say, well, connect to Jesus. Well, what, what does that mean? connect to Jesus, or um, kind of like Jesus is your buddy, um, your friend, you know, he's Lord. There, and there's a needs to be a clear understanding of why he came, and salvation comes through him, and confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that that confession is just an expression of what truly is in your heart, and that faith that you have in him, that he died for your sins and rose again. So I don't know if that helps there. Yeah, yeah, it's Ephesians 2, eight, basically in a nutshell, faith and grace. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh. it is. Okay. But, you know, you know, I, I, we don't want to, um, you know, it, it's a clear understanding of the gospel, but we don't want to overcomplicate complicate it either, uh, as I, um, you know, had said in, um, but I think that we can present it very clearly to people. And there's a reason why Jesus came, because <laughs> we're all lost. And uh, he, and he's the only one that's saved. So good question, Greg. Appreciate it. Appreciate the all feedback. Right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, blessings Bye-bye. to you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Linda in Berthoud. Linda? Hi, uh, Pastor Figs. First, I want to thank you for your program, for your teachings daily. I really enjoyed all of them. They helped me to a lot through the years. 
Um, I have a neighbor and a friend who found out just uh, about two, three weeks ago that she's uh, in the end stages of pancreatic cancer, and it came out of nowhere. There were no real symptoms. She just wasn't feeling good when she'd eat, and she's so scared, and I guess she's very confused. I don't know what her beliefs are, but I want to pray for her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, you know, I just want to ask you to try and encourage you. Do you have opportunity to talk to her? I wanted to do that in the next couple of days. Her sisters are with her. I didn't want to overwhelm her. She's going through chemo yeah. right now. So I Absolutely. want to make sure it's on a day where she has a little energy and I could go over and I was going to go ahead and bring it up to her. And because I would like for her, she doesn't, to know Jesus, you know. And Yeah. Amen. And we're going to pray for her, but I'm also want to pray for you that you have that opportunity just to share with her and and the Lord, you know, we're going to pray that God will prepare her heart for that and give you the words to speak, you know, that hope into her life and she is scared. Um but you have opportunity to give her that hope uh and that peace uh that only Christ can give and the message of the gospel. And so that's what I want to pray as well. But, you know, she has a good friend to call in, you know, and ask for prayer who's concerned for her. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm so glad that the Lord has put you into her life. As Father, we do pray for for Linda, for her friend that has late stage, a very serious form of cancer. And Lord, she is afraid. And we understand that. But I want to pray, first of all, that you would give Linda words to speak truth into her life and the gospel, that she would come to understand that um, Jesus died for her sins and rose again, and that there is eternal life. There is hope. It's a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not a dead hope. And Lord, that she would open her heart to Jesus and um, and she would come to the gospel, come to salvation. That's my first prayer. And um, and then she would have peace, a peace that rules in her heart. But I pray also, we know that we can ask, because you invite us to, that we can ask for healing. And I pray for that healing for her. If it's your will, I pray that you touch her body, that you number her days. And Lord, for your mercy and compassion, to be upon her and her your healing touch on her. And so, Lord, we ask for healing spiritually as she comes through the gospel and hears it. And uh, that you give Linda the right day to go and the right moment, and her heart would be open to you and um, her eyes open to the truth. And, Lord, that you would just work in her life physically as you see fit. Um, Lord, is your will and, and bring in healing. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Figs. God bless you and your family and your ministry. Thank you. I appreciate it, Linda. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 set calling number, so give me a call. I believe we got an open line. I'm just going to continue down the the, uh, call list and see who we have. We have in Tennessee, Angel. Hi, Angel. How you doing, Pastor? Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? I had a prayer request, but I had a, a, a I had three of my friends up to my house, 
Mm-hmm. And and uh, you're just talking and everything, and they were just about ready to leave. And I told them, I told all three of them that if you ever get in trouble, if you're drowning or whatever's happening, and you don't know what to do, just shout out to Jesus. And right. uh, a month later, I'm walking home, and my father says, this person, uh, he, he died today. One of the three that I was talking to. Okay. And uh, another time, we moved from the area up further where farmland is and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, my, uh, I got a job at a mentally challenged uh, place there. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, he, uh, I got a job there, and then I found out that devil worship was going on in the place where I was working. Okay. Three times, God's, God's uh, army came in there, the angels, and also the Holy Spirit. People are mm-hmm. asking a lot, of things, a lot of questions about angels. Right. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, Angel, is, is is you're in a place when there's darkness, and, you know, that presence can be felt that you as a believer, the Holy Spirit of God is in you, and, you know, there is, angels are real, and, and all of that, but for you, I think the main thing is the focus isn't on angels, the focus is on the Lord, and for you to be in that place, as you just said to your friends, that, you know, if you need anything, um, you know, call out to God. And to be able to give the gospel and the truth of God's word, that's where you're going to be effective, you know, in that ministry there. Because God has placed you there to be light in the darkness. He's placed you there to be a voice and and to a voice of truth and to be able to, you know, in the dark places where, you know, there's, you know, the the Spiritual warfare is all around us, and Paul speaks about that in Ephesians chapter 6, that our our battle isn't with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. And he he speaks about how we're to be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and put on the whole armor of God. But we do know that those things are real and stuff, and you bring light, and you continue to bring light, but you also bring the gospel to them. And that's what I'm going to pray, and just um, pray for you that you would uh, do that as Father, I pray for Angel. I just pray that as he's in a place where there's darkness that is is there or present, that he would bring the light to those people, that he would bring the gospel, that he would bring Jesus Christ to them. And Lord, um, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And even as Paul came to Corinth, and when it was a very dark, dark city, that he said, I didn't come in the wisdom of man, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, Determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ and him and crucified. And that may be the message of angel, to be a light to them, to bring truth to them. And Lord, that people would come to salvation out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So thank you, angel. Appreciate your call from Tennessee. We got a couple open lines. So grab one of those open lines. Plenty of time in the show. Hey, wherever you're at, there may be darkness that's there where your place but God has you there to be light. And light is something that doesn't always speak. It doesn't speak light, but it is seen. 
And as you have opportunity to be light, that's so important and a part of our witness. I was reading in Philippians today that we are to be light. We are to be ones that that the light is coming from us. We're to be light to others. Let me read it to you. That as he says in chapter 3, I believe it is, that what we are to do is, um, or chapter 2 actually is where it is, that we are to be ones that holding fast the word of life so I may rejoice, Paul writes. Um, he says, you be blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a, a perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And we are the light of the world. And that's for all of us. That's that's something that Paul is writing for us today, and light is seen. And I've had more people say to me that I came to Christ because I saw the light in somebody. I saw that they were different, that they were a Christian, um, that they uh, had the love of Jesus Christ in them. And then I wanted to know more about that. And then they were able to speak the gospel into their lives. And that's a very effective way to bring the gospel to people is that you live the gospel, be a light to others, and as they see that light, then you be one that you speak the gospel into their lives. And so just great encouragement for us as as we live every day. It can be discouraging. It can be hard in the dark places that we are in, but God has you there for such a time as this in this season that we are in. couple open lines, 303 Oh, 3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Loveland, to Jesse. Jesse? Yes, hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live. All right. I have a question. Um, so when an individual becomes a, a born-again believer, how mm-hmm. does God fill that person with the Holy Spirit? Is it like... Uh, um, like immediate, like uh, yeah. explaining the Spirit, or is there different ways that God fills you with the Spirit? Because um, I've been a believer now, and, you know, I, I, I read a chapter a day, praying every day, listening to this radio station, tithing. And one thing right. I, I desire is the Holy Spirit, but I've never okay. been overcome by the Spirit or been slain by the Spirit. And I'm just curious why. Yeah, just a couple things for you to think about. You know, Jesus in that upper room, he said that, uh, as he talked about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit, and he's talking to his disciples, he's saying, i got to go away. Uh, Where I'm going, you can't come right now, but I'm going to send another, the Comforter. Um, He's going to come. He's going to be with you. And when he has come, he'll convict the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment of sin because— they do not believe of righteousness because I go to my Father, and you see no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So he's telling that the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, is to convict people of sin, okay? Their need yeah. for Jesus. So that's one of the work of the Holy Spirit. Later on, as you go to Luke's Gospel, um, we see that Jesus would breathe on the disciples, and he said, "'Receive ye the Holy Spirit.'" As we know from the New Testament, Paul says, I I tell you a mystery, that Christ dwells in you. And as we become believers, then the Holy Spirit is in us. Uh, We know Romans chapter 8 declares that you're not uh, in the flesh anymore as a believer, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. 
Um, and so the, the Spirit of God dwells in us as believers in Christ. We become a new creation. Um, Jesus said you must be born again. Uh, to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is struggling with that. The master teacher of Israel, how can you be born again? Can you enter your mother's womb a second time? And Jesus said, no, Nicodemus, you're the master teacher of Israel. You should know that that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I say that you must be born again. So as we're born again by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit comes in us. Now, I think what you're kind of asking about, Jesus then told the disciples that you stay in Jerusalem for the coming of the promise. I believe that's in Luke's gospel. Um, and they would be in Jerusalem, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them, epi, to give them the power to be their wit- to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. So there is the epi, the coming upon of the Holy Spirit. Some call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. But that's the work of the Holy Spirit, just coming upon the believers there in that upper room to give them the power. Listen, this is what's important for you to understand, Jesse, to be my witnesses. It's not to give you the Holy Ghost goosebumps, you know, or be slain in the Spirit. I don't, I don't see being slain in the Spirit as, you know, in the Scriptures. The only time I saw anyone being slain in the Spirit in the Scripture is when they came to arrest Jesus. And, the, you know, Jesus said, who are you looking for? You know, they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus responded by saying, I am he. And, and they all fell over backwards. Um, but you want the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to just have the power to be a witness and live for him. And you know, there's people that say, well, don't I have the Holy Spirit when I become a believer? Yes, you do. You have the Holy Spirit that is in you. But I believe that also that the Lord desires for that empowering of the Holy Spirit in our lives, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't like to complicate it. Um, you know, the the coming upon the epi of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses in, in Jerusalem. And you see people ask, how do you get it? And there are those who say, well, you have to walk in obedience to get it. Well, we can't walk in obedience unless we have the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in us and empowering us. Jesus would say that if uh, you know a son asks for bread from his father, his father's not going to give him a stone. And how much more will your heavenly Father, who is good, give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So it's simply just asking, and I remember the day, you know, before I got into ministry, I just said, Lord, I want to be, I need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. I just asked and received it by faith. There was no speaking in tongues. There was no Holy Ghost goosebumps. There was no falling over slain in the Spirit. It was just receiving it by faith. And, and I constantly asked, Lord, just fill me, fill me. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I need empowering of the Holy Spirit. Um, to be a witness for him. And so that's what I think that you're really asking is, you know, you know the Holy Spirit is in you, you've been born again, but you want the empowering of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Am um, I right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I do feel the Holy Spirit because, you know, you when you're, in, when you're in praise and worship and, you know, you just just tears your your tears just start falling down and your your heart just starts beating. I I know that's the Holy Spirit, like just the presence yeah. of God and and uh, it's just just an amazing feeling. But 
it's like you wonder if there's more to it, you know, like to fill the Holy Spirit, to speak in tongues. And and I've well, always you can ask, desired yeah. that and asked God, but never received it. But, you know, it's yeah. all God's timing anyway. Um, it is all God's timing, and he gives those gifts, whether it's the gift of speaking in tongues, as he wills. And sometimes he doesn't give it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the Holy Spirit or you're not saved. There's those false teachings. But, you know, Jesse, if you want, let's just pray. You just pray. That's what I did. I felt a little dry. It felt kind of weak. I just said, Lord, I just, I want to, I just want to pray. I, I went up and I prayed with the, you know, my pastor and said, I just want the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And I just received it by faith. And, and let's pray for that right now. And you just receive it by faith that, that Lord, fill me, empower me and with the Holy Spirit. And Father, I do, I pray for Jesse before we go off the air right now that you would fill him with the Holy Spirit to come upon him, to empower him to be a witness. And whatever spiritual gifts you give to him, Lord, um, it's according to your will. But right now, empower him so he can live for you to be a witness uh, in his Jerusalem, in, in Loveland. And, and whatever you have for him to move forward in, in the empowering of the Holy Spirit to come upon him, that he would receive that, uh, the baptism, the filling of the Holy Spirit, and Lord, that you would just um, do that because you promise that you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, and you are good. So he just receives it in faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Jesse. Thank you, Thank you Pastor. You bet, Jesse. Keep in touch, okay? I will. God bless. Have a good day. You bet. Absolutely. Before we leave the program, let's go to Karen in Texas. Hey, Karen. Hi. Yeah. How are good you? Question. I'm well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, good. I Just a quick question. This is more about opinion. I don't think there's a biblical reference for it. But, you know, many pastors will say, you know, Lord, come quickly. We pray that you don't tarry, come quickly, Lord. And I feel guilty sometimes because it's like I've been a Christian since I just retired, and I've been a Christian since uh, since I was nine, and um, a born-again Christian, very definitely saved and, and grew up in the Lord and the Word and family and church. And uh, But I'm not, I don't feel that way. I mean, it's like, oh, don't come quickly. I want to live my whole life out. I want to see my grandkids get bigger and, and help yeah. them to the Lord. My first grandchild, seven and a half, has already accepted the Lord. And and yet, not my will, but thine, Lord. But I mean, I'm just right. not, I'm not asking him to, like some pastors do, like, come quickly, Lord. Is that wrong of <laughs> me? No, it's not. You know, and I understand that because there are those who, you know, for me, it's like Maranatha, come quickly, Lord. I, I desire for the Lord to come quickly. But I understand. I also know that, Lord, you know, as you tarry, I want to see people saved in my life. You know, you want to see your children, your grandchildren, friends. Um, and, you know, I think that Peter kind of speaks about that in his epistle, that as God desired that none should perish, but all come to repentance. And, and you know, he, that is something that, uh, you know, is, is very noble to be able to say that, Lord, you know, I just pray that salvation comes before you come quickly. You know, in one sense, that I do want the Lord to come. I want the Lord to come today, but I also know that— um there are those that I love, 
very, very much that they don't know the Lord and and to be left behind. And so, Lord, um, you're showing grace by just tarrying in that way to where perhaps they'll come to salvation. But when the fullness of the Gentile has come, there's that one last Gentile that's going to get saved. And then the Lord's going to say, that's it. I'm, you know, taking the church. And uh, so it gives us a sense of urgency, I think, to to witness, um, to pray, um, to speak the gospel into those that we love. But those are there, those are things that, um, you know, that of course we want to see people say before the coming of the Lord. And um, and but we also are told in Scripture that we should desire to watch and um, for the coming of the Lord as well. So. You can understand both sides of it, right? Right. Yeah. And so you keep praying, okay? <laughs> keep okay. praying for those your family and, you know, that urgency to keep ministering to them and witnessing to them. And um, and let's just pray for that as we go off the air. Lord, I pray for Karen. You know, she has she has good good motives for for wanting to be there to be a witness even as paul said to go home to be with you is gain but to stay here is better for you and i just pray that her family would open their hearts to the lord and all of us that we keep our eyes on you because you can come anytime and that we do say maranatha come quickly lord but according to your will lord because none should perish is your will so god bless you hey thanks karen thanks everybody be back tomorrow same time You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.